and welcome to episode 198 of Effect, Two Tribes. I'm Dave. And I'm, and I'm Matthew. And I'm not concentrating. And Happy New Year! <laughs> see, they get a minute of bonus content, you see, just before the show starts. So, you know, everyone's a winner. So, uh, we've said this once already, but for those of you who weren't in on the special gold level, unedited um, uh, uh, privileged patron uh, then uh, for the rest of you I will explain once again what we're going to have in this show we'll obviously do the title right this time and we'll do the introduction that we're doing right now and then we've got a couple of new patrons to say welcome and thank you to then well, would you believe it there's not massive amounts of news in these weeks just after Christmas from the publishing houses very few have made huge announcements but we've got a couple of very important things to talk about in the world of gaming, which you will get to. And then, Dave, Dave, it looks to me like you've been doing some unsanctioned game development. <laughs> uh, yes, indeed. Well, this is this is uh, this is something that's been going on for literally years, which um, I can explain a little bit about um, when I talk about it later on. And it's um, very well. You will explain yourself, and then. I will uh, cross-examine you on that subject. That sounds fine, because because the, the this this game, um, uh, say so the title of the episode and the title of the game Two Tribes will become apparent when I when I explain what's going on. Brilliant! It's just as well then we we actually said the title of the episode. It does help, doesn't it? Actually, you're 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 you're, you're right there. Um, but this is quite unformed, so I'm looking forward to your. Your Spanish Inquisition. Excellent. Well, I'll look forward to listening to that. And then, as usual, I shall rip it apart and say, you haven't finished your homework, Dave. Um, <laughs> deliberately, right now, though, deliberately unfinished, this one. And actually, though, uh, yeah. in, in doing this, it has sp sparked a few other, other ideas for me. So it's actually really helpful. In that. Well, you know, I, I think that this could well be, um, you know, as we discussed uh, a couple of weeks ago, we, you know, or maybe couple of weeks before that even we were talking about toto game mechanics i actually uh sometimes think that doing our development live on air can be a useful process it forces yes. you to put words down on paper and actually organize some random thoughts you've been having about a thing and then of course you have me telling you how crap it is and how we could do it better and and then something wonderful comes out which is mostly my idea <laughs> yeah yeah you're right on some of that analysis anyway <laughs> <laughs> right so um uh, and of course you do have big news and i think we talked about it in the last episode but for those of you who may not have missed the last episode do you want to tell us all what your big news is dave or do we want to introduce our patrons first well no i i, I you set me yes. up now okay you set me up so um my big news is uh as of the third well as of the first of february I will no longer have a day job. I have resigned from uh, from the civil service, effective of uh, my last day, thirty first of January, in order to freelance for games and writing full time. So it's uh, it, it's 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 very exciting. It's very scary. Um, I'm I'm in I'm in a very lucky position to actually have plenty of work on at the moment which has made it really uh kind of an easy decision actually 
Um, I'm very lucky to that my 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 marvelous, lovely wife, um, you know, is is got a really good job, and um, I have a little bit. And of a, she's prepared to support you in the manner to which you have become accustomed. Well, to a to a manner, it might be a little bit lower than that we've been accustomed, but um, I'm also very lucky. I had a little. Um, a little inheritance um, from my mum who passed away last year. So, you know, I, I kind of thought, what would my mum say um, uh, if she were here? And she would say, just give it a go. If you want to do it and you can do it, just try. So I'm going to give it a go. So I'm really lucky at the moment. I've got some work with, with Modifius that I'm doing, which is great fun. Um, really good stuff there. I've got some work still with Firelock for War Stories. And um, hopefully, with a bit of luck, we'll have plenty of work to do on Toto in the not too distant future. So um, fingers crossed. Fingers, fingers crossed. crossed. And I've also got a couple of other books I want to finish, um, and 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 publish as well. So I've got loads to do, and I'm very excited about the chance to uh, to, to actually give it a go. If it doesn't work, I'll do something else. But um, yeah, fingers crossed. Ooh. Brilliant. Uh, so that that's exciting bit of news. I guess you're right. That could have gone in the world of gaming, but it didn't. Uh, so now let's say <laughs> hello to our two new patrons uh, who are Peter. Now, this is a Swedish Peter. So although he's spelt Peter Johnson, is there a Swedish pronunciation of Johnson I should be trying? Um, maybe just softening the J, but I don't know. Not necessarily. Right. Well, Peter, thank you very much. Yes, for thank you, for joining Peter. Our great, happy great to have you aboard. Thank you. And we've also got Tim Woods. Hi, Tim. Thank you very thank much you. for Welcome. your support. Yeah, that's great. It's uh, as I said, our patrons are fabulous people. Our patron Discord is officially the nicest place on the internet. Um, so many people tell us that now. So, well. so yeah, that's it's fabulous to have more people coming on board and helping. And now, and fabulous to be uh, to get the support. So thank you all so much. Speaking of our Discord, I am not sure we have seen either Peter or Tim on the Discord. So um, no, I'm not sure either, actually. So gentlemen, if you do have a Discord username, stick it in your Patreon profile, and automatically you will be inducted into. As my colleague has said, <laughs> the nicest place on the internet. Yes. We look forward to seeing you there and having a chat and maybe, you know, organising some games and stuff. Absolutely. Right. What's cool. next in the list? Next in the list is World of Gaming. Yes. So, um, like you said, there's not a ton of stuff to say. Um, although the first thing I think... Um, is the most important news. Is the most important news about... Um, the um the the, the uh, vote for the best podcast. No, 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 <laughs> I no. I look at the what, order, the running I, order. No, down. no, I think that's the most important <laughs> news. We always, well, I've looked at the running order. I know that the uh, the first thing that you put on the running order is the most important. Um, no, for, no, no, for it you is, and me. Anyway. I, I carefully craft segues from one to the Do other. Do you? Right? Okay. Yeah, so I've, the, I've I've never noticed in 197 previous episodes you carefully crafting a segue ever. But okay, well, so the the vote for the favourite podcast goes into the vote for the most anticipated game. But before that, we have some really important news <laughs> that is actually in the mainstream media, particularly on the Guardian's <laughs> website, and that is that Gen X are officially the best gamers. 
So uh, all well, of our younger listeners, that's, that's, that's <laughs> millennials. Not, that's not news, though, is it? Because we always knew that. Well, we always knew that. Yeah, anyway, we always knew that. I mean, you know, it's nice to see it recognised in uh, in a national newspaper. Well, in the Guardian. Okay, in well, the Guardian as well. Better than being is... recognised in Viz, I suppose, but not much. <laughs> anyway, and this is based on um, the Christmas of playing what she called the name game, which has got that wrong. It's called the hat game for anybody in the know. Idiot. Uh, anyway, uh, as a journalist, she... Don't destroy that... the credibility of the source that is saying that Gen X is the best gaming generation. Because you're, all you're doing is just, just you know, just, just destroying your whole point now. Yes. Uh, anyway, she, she noticed that she was best at Christmas games and has applied that to all other games. And <laughs> on that sort of evidence, well... You know, how can you argue with that? So well, I'm indeed. not arguing with it. We're the best. All you boomers, you're no good at anything. Uh, all your millennials and your Gen Zers or Gen Zs. Ah, you know, you may think you run the gaming industry, but it's us. It's us Gen Xers. We're top dog in this regard. Can I hear the pings of, of patron supports being declined? <laughs> well, ding, 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 that may ding, be the case, ding. but yeah, if they, if they can't live with the truth, then they don't deserve a place in the nicest place in the internet. Uh, so, uh, okay, okay. Sometimes you, you, I do wonder if you go a bit too far, pal, but, you know. <laughs> Have I just killed our successful Patreon? Maybe. We shall wait and see. We shall wait and see. <laughs> yeah. We come back. The only thing that is on there is the, the patron version of Tumbleweed. Yeah. <laughs> and all the other Gen Xers oh, well, who will true. stay with us yeah, because they which is, know which is probably, that we're the best generation. It's most of our patrons not all of them of course we've got a lot of fabulous younger patrons as well anyway yes, let's, yeah. let's let's fucking move on before we make it even worse make it worse <laughs> yes i i'd stop digging dave but uh mm. carry on no so then on to the actual most important news which is that once again thank you very much uh both to paul and to um not russell crowe we have been nominated for favourite podcast, favourite TTR, uh, TTRPG podcast, one should say, uh, <laughs> on, yeah. on the MWorld poll. And voting is now open. So over the next couple of weeks, you will see us often posting links to that. But I will also <laughs> put a link in the show notes. So if you listen to us and you enjoy us, and you enjoy us at least as much as your top two podcasts, so we're part of your top three, then get in there and vote for your three favourite podcasts. And this year, they've made it really simple to vote because they've put us right at the top of the list. Exactly. As, as if, so, kind of, you know, it's foreshadowing the outcome, I, I, I like to think. Really, yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, and the other thing I noticed of great interest, Dave, is the polling finishes on the 13th of January. What is significant about that date, David? Oh, I don't know. You are desperately <laughs> losing friend points here. Don't I know, I know. It's somebody's 60th birthday, isn't it, Matthew? It's not my 60th birthday. <laughs> it's my 56th birthday. Bastard. I'm sorry. Nearly Why right. do I do a podcast with you? Why? Why do I do a podcast? It's nearly six Anyways. years. Do you know that? It's nearly six years. It's six years this year. We'll have been doing yeah. this shit. Cracky. I know. It's amazing. So anyway, Talking drivel for six years. Uh, should be used to and, and people listen. Yeah, I know. Um, so yes, yeah, so hopefully that's that. That means you. You know, we'll get a good birthday present for you. Well, 
Yeah, well, I was thinking that the best and cheapest birthday present that anybody could give me who listens to this show is a vote. Is a vote on the favourite TTRPG podcast of the year. And I think actually, um, if people are listening and and you know they they have. You know, they don't hold any ill will towards you, which they might now, given the last 10 minutes conversation. But if they don't... Yes, obviously, then uh, millennials and, and Gen Zers, um <laughs> sorry, <laughs> please, would you vote for us? Um, then it's uh, only be polite to uh, to vote for vote for the podcast, you know, uh, as, um, you know, as your birthday present. So I think that's... Exactly. There yeah, we go. Yeah. And so it's free. So was it was it was it this vote last year where we came behind Mud and Blood? No, no. I tell you the most galling thing about this: two years ago we came behind Mud and Blood, um, uh, who are our, who uh, were our, great our podcasting nemesis. Our podcasting nemesis, indeed. <laughs> now they've moved on to in other the, things in um, the nicest possible sense, of course. Half of them have become Toa Tabletop, which is a great list and should be one of your favourite podcasts. But I don't think it was nominated this year. We should. Um, Damn it, mm. I should have nominated it myself. Uh, but the la- the problem is, last year I nominated Frankenstein RPG Podcast, and they bloody beat us. And not only did they bloody beat us, but <laughs> we weren't even in the top ten. We didn't even get a mention on the show. That's not great, is it? No. So last year I thought, oh, we came fourth uh, the year before, so we can kind of relax on the promotion and telling people to vote for us. <laughs> not this year. <laughs> This That's, year, I'm telling the, you to vote for us. We made the mistake of resting on our laurels last year, didn't we? That was the problem. We did, yeah, yeah. And we didn't even get a mention. So, now this year, I'm going to keep going on about it on our social media. If you don't want to hear about it anymore, then vote for us so that we become... Because if you win, you, you're not allowed to compete anymore. You join the Hall of Fame. So if you don't uh, want us to keep going on about this, year vote after for us year this year, year yeah. and we will never mention it again. <laughs> Well, apart from the occasional reference of being in the Podcasting Hall of Fame, of course. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> apart from frequent references but to But we'll that. get bored of that after a year or two. So, you know, um, it's, it's in your best interests to uh, to get us voted in and uh, and then we will shut up about it eventually. Promise. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and, um, and, and then we get into the nice segue, which you would have spoiled uh, <laughs> if I'd let you go on with that. With that. So... Although voting is now open and closes on the 13th of January for Favourite Podcast, voting is closing today as we record, Dave. Yeah. Uh, so, bloody days ago, as far as you... Uh, who Listeners. Uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, for most anticipated RPG. And uh, we've got a few games in there that are um, ones, that we're in, ones that we're anticipating, but... What's the most anticipated RPG as far as you're concerned, Dave? Uh, well, it was it was lovely to have it nominated and voted, um, and that's War Stories. War Stories RPG is is there on the list. I I don't suspect it will win, but you never know. You never know. Um, but great just to have it recognised as, as as something that people are looking for. At least some people are looking forward to to getting their hands on, and hopefully should be getting their hands on it pretty soon. Uh, in the next few weeks for for those who are on the pre-order. Um, oh, is it coming yeah. out soon? Yeah, well, it's all been a bit delayed. It was supposed to be December. Well, it was supposed to be earlier, sort of late summer. But then they had um, trouble with their overseas printers and they decided to source printers in the US instead. And that obviously took them a little bit of time. Um, and then there were logistical uh, problems in December. 
So, but it should have it in our hands. Well, in January is what what I've in, been sometime told. in January. So, at least if you're in America. Um, yeah, I don't know what the uh, what the how the distribution will be on for UK distribution yeah. or, or or European. Um, no, I have to wait and see on that one. But um, but great that there are some people who who are anticipating it enough to to nominate it for the most anticipated RPG of the year. Um, cool, yeah, really. Cool. I voted for it. Even oh, I voted. I'm just I'm just going back to see where I voted because you can do that on the M World website. Yeah. And I voted for Dragonbane or Drakkar Octimuna. Yeah. I voted for King Arthur Pendragon Sixth Edition. Okay, and I voted for War Stories. So those nice, are my top three nice. most anticipated games. So I certainly think I would. I, did, I didn't vote on it, um, but I think certainly um, uh, Sixth Edition Pendragon is something I'm looking forward to, to having a look at for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know anything. Do we know anything about it? Is it is it changing much? Do you uh, know? They. I think a quick start has been released that you could check it. out. Okay, I'll have to get my hands on that. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think it's a free one as well. So um, so go to the. We'll put the link in the show notes. Yeah, uh, for the Chaosium website or or drive through or wherever you can download the quick start to have a look at but yeah um, nice yeah cool yeah yes yeah, so um, it's interesting and- so yeah dracarok demona is obviously on the list there um also from free league walking dead is is on the most anticipated list as well which again yeah, as you think- can imagine i didn't vote for that no i can understand that um i am i'm i'm antici- i'm i'm definitely looking forward to seeing it uh i'm not sure it would be on my top three Three, but um, yeah, but I, yeah. I think that that's it. You know, there there are other other games which which may be your top three. Just to tell you about last year. Last year, Blade Runner was number one. Yeah, um, Pendragon Six Edition was number three. Even then, <laughs> so it's been out for some time. Avatar Legends was number four. So that's interesting, mm. given the huge Kickstarter there was for Avatar last year. That they only hit number four. Yeah, um, that's true. I mean, it's interesting that people are now getting that now. So my nephew Ali has yeah. now received all his Avatar stuff and is is looking to run um, a game for us on our Wednesday evening. So brilliant. Um, um, even though I was kind of not interested in it in the slightest when it came out, I would be quite, I would be quite interested to give it a play and see see actually how it feels. See how it runs. Yeah. Uh, last year's winners also included Mothership, Riz- Rivers of London, which uh, a whole bunch of patrons are enjoying. Yeah. Cyborg, which you've all got, but as far as I'm aware, nobody's playing it. Swords of the Serpentine, I think we've had a game of that on the Discord. Mm. Um, so, yeah. So uh, that's the sort of quality that we have to beat this year to mm-hmm. um, to be in the top 10. It'll yeah. be interesting to see how War Stories does. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I kind of had the sense that it was a relatively... Kind of niche market for War Stories, although it was it was uh, Firelock's best pre-order that they've ever done. Mm. So I don't know what the numbers were, but I do know that they were very pleased with with uh, with the support they got through the pre-order. So we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. Yeah. Um, talking of most anticipated RPG, let's just have a quick moment looking into the world ahead, Dave. Uh, what are your gaming ambitions for the next 12 months? This being our New Year special opening <laughs> episode. Um, well, certainly uh, a big chunk of my gaming aspirations and ambitions we've already kind of 
mentions. Yeah, that's not about game design. I'm talking, I'm talking um, about things us normal people do, which is playing games, Dave. Playing well, them. There's a, I mean, there's a very interesting um, dynamic here, which I remember when we first met Nils and the guys in Sweden, uh, they, they kind of mentioned to us, um, when we asked them, oh, what games do you actually play then in your free time? And they said, well, we don't really get to play very much because we're, we're no. too busy playtesting. That's kind of the place I've been finding myself mm. in a bit, um, which is fine because I'm enjoying playtesting the things I'm playtesting. And particularly, I mean, Toto, which, um, you know, we're playtesting it, but I'm actually running it as a game because I'm enjoying it. And and similarly, yeah. I'm playing in the campaign that Tony's running because I'm enjoying it. Uh so, yeah. uh, interestingly, of course, I'm putting um, your playtest, as it were, the one you're running, yep. uh, out on our actual play channel, which yes. I haven't seen much action since we last played Drekkar Octimuna. Um But I've now got episodes lined up to the middle of February, which is really good. Nice. And interestingly, listening back on those, uh, you and I should have another conversation about some things I'm noticing in that. And I'm thinking... Is that really the intention of how we were doing things? Now, you know, this is over a year of development has happened between now and then, but I think it's worth us having a bit of a conversation about that at some point. Yeah, Probably sure. Probably not now on no. the podcast. No. But, um, but it's okay. interesting to go, oh, yeah, in my head, I wouldn't have run it like that. Um, but it's fine. It's great. I think, I think actually that one of the upcoming episodes at the beginning of February will be possibly one of the best episodes of ap that we've ever put out <laughs> nice um you, you put that up on the discord and i was like oh which one and you said episode seven which really didn't help thank you yeah uh, <laughs> so when we're so off, let me tell you what we when we're off what air, we did you can tell me in episode maybe. seven was a lot of talk yeah it was just us going around various members of the community in jornada springs and having conversations with them but it yep. was a corker yeah um I, I liked very much the the last one that we ran at our um our, our, our retreat in november where mm. a big chunk of that one was you just talking to a a prominent member of the community which yeah I, I don't i don't think it would be a spoiler to say chisholm because i, I realized <laughs> how much you're referring chisholm and indeed this whole thing that happened in this adventure you were foreshadowing that in these early episodes totally passed over my head <laughs> but, uh, well, also, see uh, i'm such a great gm and you're just such a shit player that's what it is yeah. that's is really good well done well done dave it was brilliant sorry i didn't notice it when it was actually happening but it was brilliant <laughs> But maybe the most the hilarious noticed. thing yeah. is uh, but between episodes four and five, which is session one and session two of, of our play, I thought, right, I haven't done any, you know, previously on uh, Toto. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I better actually stitch together some of the stuff that happened in episode, in, in the first four episodes, you know, to, to presage this new campaign. Well, the new session. And then we spent about the first half hour of the session going, what did we do last time? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Including that's... the corker that you accused us of running a cattle ranch, despite the fact that we very clearly said in, in <laughs> it's a horse ranch. we were yeah. going to be doing horses. But but we weren't much better as players either, I have to say. True. Well, we were struggling to remember our names, our skills, the whole yeah. lot. It's a long period of time between games, sadly, isn't it? So Yeah. No, but coming back to, um, to, to sort of my aspirations. So, I've been particularly getting 
the itch to run Coriolis again. Mm. So I've kind of been looking back on uh, the, the the Spectral Corsair campaign that I ran a few years ago. And I was just thinking about how much fun it was to do that. And, uh, you know, how... Um, that was it. I was playing... So there's a slightly long story. Um, a long time ago, maybe a year ago, I bought a game on Steam called Between the Stars. So it's basically a mm-hmm. spaceship fly around and do stuff game. And my laptop then couldn't run it. So I'd, I'd it'd been too long, I think, before I tried playing. So I didn't, I didn't get a refund. So I then got a new laptop for running games on. And I was able to play it over Christmas. And mm. playing it over Christmas, and there was... It, it's a fairly... You know, it's a, it's an early uh, early access game. It's it's fine. It just doesn't have a great deal of content. But some of the missions and some of the stories in the missions were really just felt like Coriolis, mm. and it really gave me uh, like a nostalgic blast back to the days of the Spectral Corsair, where I would put up like six or eight possible missions for the players to go to the bazaar and talk to people about, and then decide what jobs they wanted to take, and then just see where it runs. And I loved doing that. That was great, great fun. So I'm. I think for me, there's a bit of me that would very much like to find the space to to re- maybe relaunch the Spectral Corsair campaign, you know, a couple of years down the line, see what characters are mm. still left, um, and then and then play that on a bit. Because quite a lot of them got killed during the campaign. It was quite vicious and brutal. But um, So I think that's my number one, actually. My number one gaming aspiration is to play that. My number two is to find more time to join more of the games that we have through our discord and with our patrons because there's a lot of great games that are going on there and recently the only one that i was playing was tachyon squadron which is brilliant fun and i missed a couple of sessions of that as well for various reasons so um i determined to play more games even if they're sort of one shots or just a couple of episodes um of a wider variety of stuff but from the uh, from the cornucopia of selection that our lovely patrons are offering up on the discord yeah uh, so I think I'd like to do that. And, uh, so uh, uh, Dave Thompson is uh, on our Discord. Our patron Dave is obviously running uh, Twilight Two Thousand um, mm. slightly differently. Aliens, and I, yeah, I'm like- enjoying that campaign. Well, we don't know. You say aliens? Okay, we haven't necessarily. <laughs> but there has been a terrible massacre of people that looks like no earthly weapon could have done it. But we don't know. We've not met any aliens yet. Yeah. Uh, could be. I don't know something else. Anyway, um, probably aliens. Um, <laughs> uh, so there's that. But also, he's about to start off, and this is a lovely story of how uh, Rivers of London has come from uh, obviously one of the most anticipated games of last year, but to a whole bunch of our patrons is an entirely unknown IP or was until oh, Rivers um, of London. Yeah, yeah, the Rivers of London game. Uh, when the PDF came out um, earlier in the year, obviously I rushed at it. It came out, I think, just after Dragon Meat. I think Dragon Meat was effectively the launch of it. Yeah, it was um, late, late November, I think, wasn't it, that it came out? And within the space of that month of December, so many of our patrons have started reading or listening to the books on Audible and getting the game as well. So I'm hoping that this year is going to be a big Rivers of London game. Mm-hmm. And I've resurrected one of my old characters. Do you remember Dexter Dark from from, uh, from um, Andy's uh, chill campaign Masquerade. or Andy and my chill campaign chill yeah no it was um, I think it was chill yeah yeah I think it was right. a, a, it was my desperate attempt back then to run a police procedural with um, or to be in a police procedural with uh, <laughs> with monsters 
And finally, here we've got a police procedural actually designed for that. So uh, cool. I brought him back from life and rebooted him for the 21st century. Nice. Have you um, played any of it yet? Have you actually had a run? No. No, okay. Uh, so there, there's a solo game, um, which is fine. But, you know, really, uh, it's that, see, you know, uh, choose your own adventure game with some extra dice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I haven't actually got into rolling it. I was hoping to run a session uh, over the Christmas holiday period for a group but we could never get a date together and i think i might just leave it now to dave to um to do it also uh i think thomas might he was thinking about running the leader there's an adventure at the back of the book which is the only one i was going to run right um uh yeah because i'm still so waiting he to might... hear what your what your kind of like uh capsule review is for um particularly things like the magic side of it as well i gave you the so... capsule review on the uh on the, I know, but I'm interested the, to hear the review after you've played it. So Right, well, yes, yeah, that's a proper review, isn't it? Yeah. Well, maybe we should get a game organised. I'm not sure we can get it in the next two weeks, but if we do it in the next two weeks, we'll add that review onto next mm. ne- next episode's content. Shall we? Yeah, that sounds good. Cool. So um, what about you? What, what are your aspirations then for 2023? So there's that, basically. That's it. <laughs> that's okay. it. Lots of, lots of, lots of um, Rivers of London, I'm hoping. Actually. Nice. Um. In in term you know, and it's interesting in terms of the detective game we should be supporting, Blade Runner, uh, and the detective game I'm most interested in. Interesting contrast there. We're not a Chaosium podcast, but that's the one that's excited me most. Yeah, and it is. It's interesting. I think we've mentioned this before. Um, so Tony, I think, is hoping to run Blade Runner on one of our Wednesday evenings, and I'm looking forward to mm-hmm. playing it. But there's just something about it which hasn't really dragged me in yet. And I, no. it's, even to the extent that having got the books before Christmas and I had them on the shelf downstairs, you know, my I'm going to read to this read. when I'm sat on the sofa shelf. Um, yeah. I didn't really do it any justice. I, I, I tinkered with it a bit. I, re- I read a little bit, but I never read it properly. So I don't know what what is it that's kind of holding me back. There's just something about it that's not grabbed me by the throat and pulled me into the pages yet. So, uh, yeah. uh, you know, I, it deserves a proper look. Um, yeah, unlike Wizards sure. of London, which has exactly done that thing, grabbed me by yeah. the throat and pulled me into the pages. Yeah, not yeah. not obviously exactly that thing because I'd be trapped in a book now. But um, you know what I mean. <sighs> yes, I do know. What Tumbleweed. You mean. <laughs> <laughs> um, shall we move? Obviously, on? we weren't being literal about that, Matthew. Now, were we? I mean, God's sake. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> because it's the sort of thing that might happen in an episode of Rivers of London. Well, it might. But, well, you know, you'll have to play it first, won't you? And find out. Uh, yeah. Anyway. So, anyway. Sh- shall we move on? I think so, yes. So, what is So, your- um, I was thinking you well, might introduce this game, but I'll introduce it for you. Dave, you're going to tell me about a game you've been working on in secret. <laughs> Uh, it's not been a secret thing. Um, I just haven't talked to many people about it because uh, it's only recently gone from a, a aspiration to make a uh, a board game, really, or a card game, actually, then into making it into an RPG. Let's hear some more. Anyone who knows me well knows that I love American football. I started watching back in the 80s when Channel 4 had a weekly highlights show on a Sunday evening. I even dabbled with playing a bit, with the North Hearts Raiders and a youth team called the Scorpions. 
I started supporting the Miami Dolphins with their superb quarterback Dan Marino, but soon turned my loyalty over to the Cincinnati Bengals. I have no connection with Cincinnati at all, but they had another of that generation's best quarterbacks in Boomer Esiason, and the 14-year-old me loved their orange and black tiger-striped colours. So a lifelong fandom was born. I do just want to start this by saying that we're recording this on the 3rd of January, the day after the abandoned Buffalo Bills-Cincinnati Bengals Monday night game, in which the Bills' safety, DeMar Hamlin, collapsed and was rushed to hospital. All our hopes go out to him and his family and friends for his swift and full recovery. I grew up with a superb gridiron board game called Status Pro Football, which, as you can guess by the name, was firmly rooted in stats, stats, and more stats. It's a highly researched simulationist game that takes longer than a real American football game to play. It is, as I said, superb if you invest the effort to play, but it has been out of print for decades. I've long had an ambition to fill the gap left by this and make a simpler and easier American football game, either board or card game, that keeps the feel of the complexity and strategy of the sport, but can be played in about an hour. I've had several faltering goes at this over the years, and ended up throwing my hands in the air in desperation, as nothing really worked. Then I started working on war stories. Bear with me, there is a connection. In doing that, I had the ideal opportunity to put together the battle rules that I wanted to see. Sweeping. The use of a few dice to determine the way the battle is going, without getting into too much detail. Getting the GM to narrate the impact of those wide-ranging battle roles on the specific events and action that impacts the players. And I had a little light bulb moment. If I can create this approach to manage the complexity of a battlefield, then surely I could do the same for the gridiron field. The idea for Two Tribes Football RPG was born. A working title, as I have such wonderful memories of the 80s scores being played out to Frankie Goes to Hollywood's Two Tribes. Look up 1985 Results Montage C4 on YouTube and you'll see exactly what I mean. So what's the elevator pitch? Young jocks, college football, your future awaits. You're living the dream, but life is tough. You have your own life to live while having to prove yourself every day. Your parents, your family, girlfriends, rivals, coaches, fans, all pile on the inescapable pressure. But you love football. Thank God for the chance to prove yourself on game day. My intention for this game is to make it about the players. Their lives, their aspirations, their ambitions, hopes and fears. Of course, they will all want to be successful players, beating their rivals and getting that starting spot on the team, and winning games. But they are also young kids, 19, 20, 21 years old, with all the enthusiasms and problems that kids that age experience. Each PC will have something like a driving principle that guides their character. It could be fame, or riches, or power, or the adulation of the fans the burning desire to be the number one, or to be the rock for their impoverished family. They might be preoccupied by winning the heart of their high school girlfriend, or fighting off the advances of a rival for their girlfriend. They might just want to party and have fun, making the most of their local fame and the money they now have to splash about. This focus will drive much of the game, 
in a similar style to Tales from the Loop or Things from the Flood. The players should have quite a lot of latitude to direct their story, their PC's quest to fulfil their driving principle, and develop that narrative. It won't be about fighting monsters or getting into gunfights. It will be about talented but flawed kids trying to make their way in a world where they are the focus of such attention and pressure. To foster this, I'm going to add a status and a steam mechanic, based on the similar mechanic in Golden Heroes, a system that I love. The PC's actions will influence how the public view them, how their teammates view them, and perhaps most importantly of all, how they view themselves. The behaviour of the PC should be influenced by the impact of these, that is, if their PCs care about these things. Some probably won't, and that will bring issues in itself. And then comes game day. This is the biggest challenge for this RPG, and it comes down to the audience for this game. I've spoken with a few people who have all expressed their excitement for a game like this. I suspect those people who are fans of American football will be drawn to this game more than an rpg would the other way. But I can't be sure of that. But a hardcore Gridiron fan will probably want to have a deep and satisfying game day experience. That experience needs to have a macro level. Running the game and seeing how it plays out, like the battles in War Stories. And a micro level. Focusing in on a specific and critical play or series of plays and running them like a combat in a traditional RPG sense. For those diehard Gridiron fans, the macro level would still probably need the ability to call plays, to put out formations, to try and trick the opponent into making a bad call that can be exploited, to make strategic decisions that actually influence the outcome. In game design terms, this means a lot of stats, a lot of dice rolling, tables and crunchy rules and a game day experience at the table that may be an hour or 90 minutes long. This might be fine. My thought is that a day's session would start with the role-playing element and end with game day. In effect, the build-up to the climactic boss fight or story challenge that most RPG scenarios end with. And if your players are invested in the game day experience as something they want to play out, then that crunch and dice rolling should be fine. I've already created the game experience for this approach. The one element I haven't rolled into it yet is the focus play, the point where we run a single play or a short series of plays as a combat. It will need a lot of playtesting for many reasons. To check the macro mechanics actually work. To check that I've got my stat balances right, almost certainly not at this stage. To see how long it takes and if it's actually fun and to work out how best to zoom in on the combat action. The other approach, the really abstract approach, will take all that strategy and pop out results for the GM to interpret on the basis of a couple of dice rolls. That said, I think this is harder to achieve than it was for the battles in War Stories. Battles are not scored in the way a football game is, and I fear that the GM narrating that the PC's team is now losing 10 to nothing on the basis of a couple of dice rolls, might feel a bit arbitrary. But I need to work it up and see how it plays. The game will include both gameplay options, I think. Well, that is if I can make the involved version actually work. But ultimately, I'm making the game I want to play, and hopefully that's enough. One last thing I need to mention, that is, inevitably, this game comes with a diversity problem. Women don't play professional American football, 
not in the sense of what I'm trying to recreate. There is a flourishing women's sport in flag football, a growing genre of non-contact American football, but that isn't the focus of this game. I'm thinking that players could play team coaches if they wanted, and there are women coaches in professional football. Okay, not many yet, but they are there and they are growing. So that might be an avenue for interested players who weren't interested in role-playing a male jock. In making a game like this, I don't think there's any way around this issue, but I at least want to recognise it and see what might be done. There are a hell of a lot of women Gridiron fans out there, and I don't want to exclude anyone through negligence or simple lack of consideration. That's great, Dave. Listening to that, that sounds really good fun. Um, And I speak as a non-sports ball person. Mm-hmm. It's made me think of lots of questions and comments and thoughts. Um, so be ready for a deluge now. Yeah, that's fine. So because 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 this is this is quite early stage, and the, the majority of the game focus has been on getting the mechanics for the actual game day right. Because that's really hard, I think. And I'm, but I think this 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 is probably about the fourth attempt I've had at it, and I think it's getting there. But the rest of the game around it. <clears throat> But the rest of the game around it, I've always had this thought that there, you know, a kind of tales from the loop feel about about the the lives of the players, and then you get to game day. But yeah, so like I said, it's 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 kind of like it's not even beta. This is very early, very early days. So I'm, you know, any thoughts are welcome. Frankly, cool. Um, so uh, my first question is: Is this going to be a year zero engine game? Yes. Cool. Did I not say that in it? I didn't, did I? No, no. No. It will be a Year Zero engine game, yes. And I thought you were you were um, carefully not saying it, just in case it wasn't going to be a Year Zero. No, not at all. I think I was I was conscious that I'd written a lot, uh, you know, (laughs) and didn't you know working to the deadline of you know trying to get the recording done. So um, yeah, I didn't say much about the mechanics at all. But yes, Year Zero Engine is the intention. Um, I think the way the way I've the way I've so, so the, the the problem the dynamic is uh, it's all about how to make the game consistent whilst having those deeper rules for your hardcore gridiron fan for the game day experience. Mm. And I can do both. I think in Year Zero style. Uh, D6 dice pulls. I think that's fine. That works. Um, but there might be different skills. So a game that your team might have a slightly different skill set to the individual. Um, mm. Just because the individual will need more skills um, just for the other, for the, for the more role-playing side of, of the game. Um, yeah. Whereas they'll also need game day skills, obviously, physical mm. skills and so this is interesting. Um, uh, I, I don't know where to just go. Okay, my, my next question then is, have you ever seen Friday Night Lights? Friday Night Likes? Friday Night Lights. Lights, as in... No, I haven't. Obviously not. Otherwise, you'd know what, I was <laughs> what it was called. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So um, I think I, I think as part of your development, just as we were talking before the show started about how Deadwood is an important part of the development of Toto, and watching, rewatching Deadwood is. Um, yeah, absolutely. You should dig out Friday Night Lights because I believe it is 
creating the same sort of story okay. of both on the field um, footballery, uh, by which I mean American footballery, not real football, obviously. Yeah, Just alienating our American listeners there. Um, <laughs> On, on on the field footballery, which is a great word, I'm going to use more often now, um, <laughs> and off the field um, uh, soap opera, uh, you know, not yeah. not football play. Uh, so you know, it I ran over a few seasons, and it is obviously about uh, I believe because uh, I've not actually seen it myself. It's about a college team and people getting right. onto the college team, and is that a fairly new I, series? Um, no, I, Let me, I, you know, I'm going to Google it now. Um, I think there was a series called The American or something like that, which was basically the same kind of thing, which was on a channel no, that I... Don't... The Americans was about a, a couple of Russian spies in America. Sleeper no, agents. wrong name, but there was definitely something that was something like that sort of title, which was an American football, college American football thing, last year, year before, but it was on a platform that I didn't have access to, so I didn't see it. Um, right, Uh but this it is a, this first. Is... It premiered on 2006 in October. Uh, ran for five seasons until 2011. Okay, cool. Um, I'm just trying to see who it was with. Uh, it was on NBC, so it should be available, I'm sure, on one of the streamers or on DVD or something like that. Mm. You should be able to get hold of it. It's not yeah. locked away on HBO or anything. Now like I've that. got my my new uh, portable DVD player for Christmas. Woo! Which is why I mentioned DVDs. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. so, so, yeah, I would have thought you could find that at HMV or somewhere. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I remember it being talked about like a lot of people really liked it. Yeah. So okay. it could cool. be quite good. Obviously, you know, it, it, I'm not a sports ballery person. So, um, uh, yeah, I, I, I only had a sort of passing interest in... Uh, potentially good television we should ask our patrons about it but yes i bet you webkulb has seen it and can give you a better opinion <laughs> yeah probably yeah he has seen um, everything he has seen pretty much everything on television yeah uh so yeah there's that and so i was thinking it would be interesting to see how the story dynamics work in there and how they mix the on on field play with the with the off field shenanigans mm. Um, it might be useful inspiration. Uh, my next door again, and I, I think I know the answers of this one. But have you seen the Powered by the Apocalypse game, Worldwide Wrestling? <laughs> no, I haven't. It's not right. really. Okay, it's not, it's not so, really a game that would initially appeal to me. But go on. I think you should uh, go to drive through and get the PDF of that. Um, again, it's not one I've played, but I've heard a lot of people talking about it, and it is the lives of wrestlers both in the ring and out of the ring and how they juggle those two things so there's it's powered by the apocalypse so you know it's a very narrative game and yeah uh, you have a set of moves and you probably have signature moves that come out of, you know whatever your you know your wrestling persona is and stuff like that but mm. then i believe there is a you know out of the ring uh, set of moves as well that you have to deal with um and um you should have a look at that as inspiration Cool. And the other Powered by the Apocalypse game, which we were very much enjoying, but um, we had to stop uh, because the Russians invaded the Ukraine, of mm. course, and is not sport at all this time, but it has the same switch of mechanics, which is the um, Night Witches. Yeah. So maybe you ought to go back and have a look at one or two of our actual plays of Night Witches um, to see. And I'm, I'm not sure that, you know, 
whether we were quite into the rhythm of it, but there's very much here's stuff you're doing doing during the daytime, which is uh, on the air base politics and relationships and stuff like that. Mm. And then uh, at the end of, you know, a session is divided between mostly daytime stuff and then the night raid where yeah, another night raid, yeah. comes in place and you do, you know, you do a bombing raid. Um so that's another one I thought you should look at. And there's a third mm. one. Oh, and of course, Tachyon Squadron. I was going to say, yeah, very similar to the downtime in Tachyon Squadron. Yeah. Yeah. Now, um, Craig, who ran that for us, said, actually, within the format that we were doing it, you know, two hours every couple of weeks or whatever, it mostly focused, it focused a bit too much on yeah. what's happening in space and we not missed- what's happening on the ground. Yeah, we missed out very much on the downtime stuff. Although, I mean, we certainly started with it. I remember the very first... Uh, session yeah. we had had a good downtime session at the end of it but um yeah like you said it got focused on the on the combat rather than the downtime but i think it might be interesting to look at those three games to see how mm. they do yeah. in the field and, and and out of the field type stuff yeah because um, i said cer- because i certainly want the 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 the, the non footballing element of the game to be as important as the game but then you know in my mind the the end of a session is that that Sunday's game where you play the game and see whether you win or lose, and then the yeah. next the next session begins on Monday, you know, with a fallout from the game or whatever else is happening in your life for 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 you know the the, the aspirations that you've got, what you're trying to achieve. And the other thing that I want to talk about is you're worried that it's not a very di- well. It's a it's a very um, you didn't use this word exactly, but it's a very male. Yes. orientated game because if you're playing a football player in the American Football League you're playing a man or yeah. young boy or you know um, what do I mean Kid. somebody of the male gender yeah um, and my other sort of uh, thing that I thought about as I was listening to that was well what about something like Ted Lasso have you seen Ted Lasso I have no, yeah you you. oh right so, yeah, yeah. so there, if you think the- about I haven't seen all the second season, but I've watched the first season. That was uh, it was great fun. Yeah, and the third season coming out shortly. Okay, but but there, there's a great mix. So, you know, in in terms of the on-field play, obviously that is all very masculine. There aren't any uh, women players in Richmond FC, but turning to the off-field play, and there is a lot of female. Or there are a lot of female yes. characters there, and I wondered whether there is inspiration to do to widen the game out maybe that's another supplement though maybe stick to the core mechanics and get that right and then build in the female side but i would have thought within the storytelling and i imagine friday night lights isn't going to be about a bunch of boys no i mean it's no. going to be about a bunch of boys but it's also going to be about another bunch of women as well but yeah um, it's about everything else i guess i guess my concern so i, so I was thinking that you could so because the, the the you know the climax of the the session is the game is game day yeah and I mean, there might well be occasions where there are non-game things happening in and around game day. You know, mm. so there's you know things that you don't leave everything off the field. I guess you know there might be issues that are playing out during the game, which aren't the game. Um, but mostly, you're going to be playing the game and finding a female role in that. Which is why I kind of said, you know, there are female coaches, so you could have a female coach as a player yeah. character. And at well, least that was the, what, and then maybe least, think, well, there's a bunch of other jobs as well. Yeah. Maybe well, at least then, like, my point is that uh, you're you're actively involved in the game, whereas if you're yeah. if you're a female character that isn't involved in the running of the game, then that session becomes a bit less 
interesting yeah. to you, maybe. Although there's nothing to stop, because I mean, the way I kind of think it will work is you've probably got your players collectively decide, deciding what play to run or what to do, rather than just having one player do that. Yeah. So actually, even if your character is not involved in the game, you as a player can still be. So um, you know, you could be a general female general manager, or you could be. You know, yeah, a power, exactly. A power, powerful mother of one of the players, or, or a, yeah, or yeah, physio, or exactly, yeah. So yeah, actually, that's a good thought. So that that might work because even though the player's character might not be involved in the game and they're just on the sidelines cheering, mm. um, the player themselves could still be involved. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. I like that. That's cool. Yep, good, good, cool. good perspective. Thank you. Um, so yeah, so I yeah, so that's what, so I think that's probably all the real comments I had at this time. Not knowing very much about um, the uh, the actual mechanics, you know. Mm. So the the first thing that stopped me saying things like physio and stuff like that is I don't actually know whether the game. Uh, I mean, you mentioned you know that there are women in the game, but are there are there enough female roles, or actually is it quite sexist and you don't get coaches or physios? They're all men. In the American game, um, so I think you certainly get female physios. I've seen mm-hmm. you don't get many female coaches, um, and certainly not at the head coach or the offensive or defensive coordinator level that I've seen. But you do get them. The, the team is packed full of coaches, so you do get female mm-hmm. coaches further down the stack at the moment. But there's no reason and- why they, no reason why they couldn't be an offensive coordinator or a defensive coordinator or a head coach. So. It makes you know, there is no there is no bar to having a female character being one of those roles. No, and the other thing actually, which uh, for you who have not yet seen all of season two of Ted Lasso, mm-hmm. one of the most important roles in that is the psychologist who comes in, yeah, who's female, um, and uh, and you know, a lot of season two is about her relationship with the players and what she does for them and Ted Lasso. Well, any spoilers? Yeah. Um, so I think so actually that, from from, yeah. from that conversation that there definitely is a much bigger role than I'd kind of anticipated in female player characters. Um, excellent, then, excellent. Then, yeah. And and you notice we haven't even mentioned cheerleaders. No, because um, I thought we don't want to mention cheerleaders. Now, it's an interesting I, one because you could you could argue that you could have a. Uh, yeah, a cheerleading core that, if they cheerlead well, gives the team a boost. So actually, mm. the team, the cheerleaders, could be a important buff for the team. So if they, you know, if you wanted to play a cheer, play a cheerleader, you could. You then make your roles based on whatever skill it is for cheerleading. And yeah, and of course, if you do well, now, if you do well, you give your your team a, a bonus. If you do badly, you yeah. give them a negative. Um, so actually, you could influence the game by doing that. Uh, and the reason I was saying we don't want to mention cheerleaders is that's an obviously sexist role. Yes, I was about to absolutely. say, but then I'm suddenly remembered that nowadays not all cheerleaders are girls, are they? No, that's true. No, that's very true. I think the yeah. again similar to coaching, there's not many male cheerleaders mm. uh, as of yet. But you know, once 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 it starts, then it's only going to go in one direction, isn't it? So it's cool. only going to get. More. And again, you know, the same sort of thing might apply to the mascot in the Rubberhead as well. Mm. Yep, absolutely, potentially, that might cool. get a bit anyway. silly, but 
that's that's enough about other other roles that players can fill. <laughs> Although actually, um, there's, there was some. There was a. This isn't uh, American football. This is uh, this is no real football. Uh, but <laughs> you could have a situation which was like the the real situation, which I think was a Wolverhampton Wanderers against Birmingham game or something, where the the mascots basically started arguing and ended up actually having a fist fight <laughs> on the on the <laughs> sidelines. And the crowd were going, come on, Wolfie, come on, Wolfie, which was the Wolves' <laughs> well, yes. mascot. And these guys were basically, lost. they're both seen red and were basically trying to punch each other, uh, you know, punch each other's heads in, but in their mascot outfits. <laughs> so you can end up having something like that, maybe. Cool. And so my final question then is, are we going to make drafts of this available to our Silver Level patrons? Given given that this is the year that we may not be offering them work in progress on, um, well, we're still offering them, but there may come an end to work in progress on Tales of the Old West if if our plans and intuition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm absolutely more than happy to do that. I mean, the, the, there's quite a lot of work left to do to get it into a state where it makes any kind of sense. Um, but what I could do is open up the um the game day mechanics that i've done yeah uh, i'll need to do a bit of work on them first and i'll i will sure. i will want to play test them first just to make sure they aren't utter shit because cool I've, I've done some some before uh which looked really good on paper but when i actually played them they just didn't work at all for various reasons now this one looks really good on paper <laughs> so mm. but again um hopefully it will work this time but yes uh, yes, definitely. Um, but it won't be. It won't, it won't be this week. That's for sure. No, that's no, that's right. No, no, that's good. Yeah. I think that's just a thing we might plan for this year. Um, uh, actually, I, there was a question in between. Uh, in my head, as I was listening, I was thinking I can see a an arc, which is you start at the, you know, rookie selection or whatever, and you finish at the end of the season with whatever the college bowl is or whatever and there's that there is a campaign there that's you know x number of games x number of sessions and then you're done it's new sessions but do you see something like that or do you see no 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 we carry on for bloody years um i i think both so my initial thought was you could start you'd start with college football rather than in the nfl you would you would play i don't know i mean a season or two and then you might your your player characters would then declare for the draft, mm. and then there'll be some kind of mechanics around how the draft works to see where they go. Now you'd need to make them all go to the same team, which is a bit, um, uh, you know, it's a bit do sex machina. Well, doing I, that. What, yeah, but, I just was wondering whether you could actually do it with, you know, spread it out to different teams, but. Um... That may be stretching. Might too make life a bit difficult. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I'd, I'd like the idea of being able to have that kind of generational thing where you do go through college, you do well, you then go to the draft, you then get to a, um, you then get to a team. I mean, what you could always do is, depending on how your players felt, you could, um, you could, you could retire a player. If if some of your players fancied retiring their players at the draft. You then draft them, see where they go, but then they create a player in the new team where the other player characters go. Mm. So yeah. that so there's ways around it. There's ways it could work, but I definitely would like the idea of you take a character through college, through the draft, into the NFL, 
and then see where it goes. Problems here, which I haven't touched on at all, are licensing. So, yes, I was about to say, <laughs> it's not the NFL, it's the Football yeah. League of America or whatever. Yeah, so... Although, um, you know... And it, and it might be... And it's probably going to be a complete and utter minefield. So what, yeah. what, what I'll probably end up doing with the game itself is it'll be totally team neutral. There won't be any yeah. teams mentioned in it at all. You'll just be ex-college team or ex-professional team and then leave it yeah. to the players to decide whether they're from you know, Texas A&M or Caltech or Stanford and then yeah. go to the yes, Houston even actually, or the Bengals. You know, it's or... not just NFL teams, is it? It's it, The colleges will be very protective yeah. of their football licenses as well. Yes, exactly. Ah. Um, yeah. So, and, and the college the college football system is something I haven't still haven't really understood because there's so many little conferences and then you've got the SEC, which is like a big conference and you've got, I don't know. So I don't understand how that works. So I would need uh, somebody... To, to do that, to work that out for me. Um, now, I do know that, uh, so I, my association with American football is this. I watch late night comedians from America who talk about American football. Um, that's about as close as I get. Uh, <laughs> but I am aware that um, one of them, Jimmy Fallon, or one of, one of the Jimmys, yeah. uh, has this running gag. Uh, he His name is, is on a, one of the college bowl trophies i think um but he, he has a running gag about a particular university college football team that he says doesn't exist um and i wonder whether they do exist in real life but if they don't exist you could do that one <laughs> yeah unless he's got some proprietorial rights over that yeah he probably yeah. has he probably yeah. has never mind yeah. never mind so and I'm, other- I'm seeing i'm seeing there could well be a starter book that's about college football and then an expansion or uh uh, a tales from the loop, as it were, that's college football, and then a things from the flood that's that's, that's NFL, or, yeah, um, uh, the, F, the, the professional F, FLA or whatever, yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, so you know, right. we'll, we'll see where it goes. Yeah, no, brilliant. Thank you for that. That was some excellent comments there. Um, yeah, so we'll see where it goes. I will, I will try and finish off um, the uh, the the actual game day rules. Having having had Christmas to be able to focus on it a little bit, um, yeah. the pay, the pace is going to die off somewhat because I've got paid work to do. Uh, yeah. But I would kind of, I'll try and get get it to a point where it can be it can be play tested, and it's not far off that actually. I just need to write up some explanatory notes. Um, and yeah, brilliant. And see where it goes. Cool. So, uh, stationary and privileged patrons, look forward to that at some point in the coming future. I'm not even going to say the near future. Yeah, I mean, it might be if I could. Yeah, it might be within the next month or two that it will be ready to do cool. that. So, um, okay, yeah, brilliant. What are we going cool. to talk about next time? Well, you were thinking about Blade Runner, weren't you? Yeah, yes. Is that a challenge you wish to accept? I, I am going to accept that that challenge. I Excellent. may well talk with a few of our patrons who are already putting together resources for running Blade Runner. Mm, yeah. Um, and I may I may pull ideas from there, but we'll try yeah, and pull cool. together a piece on running Blade Runner. Um, and it's a good it's a good prompt to force me to uh, to get the book off the shelf and give it a proper read before then as well, which I've, it's something I want to do, but it's a good impetus. Yeah, and maybe I should take it with me to France and read it when I'm on weekend. When you're on holiday, train. yeah, exactly. You exactly. should do that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Marvelous. So, 
that will be in a couple of weeks time uh, look out for that um, until then it's goodbye from me and it's goodbye from him and may the icons bless your adventures you have been listening to the effect podcast presented by fiction suit and the rpg gods music stars on a black sea used with permission of free league publishing